listening to A to the K. 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 Wrestle Talk Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. Here we are, week 36 of A to the K's Wrestle Talk Podcast. That's right. We've made 30s. <clears throat> so you are here with the Lunatic Fringe. Hang on. Lunatic Fringe, it's me, it's Anthony. And as always, I'm joined by the freak, it's Carl. I mean, that, that's not nice, is it? Do you know what I mean? That's no, not no nice. it's, it's a good thing. It's a, it's, you know, everyone wants to be a freak. <laughs> super freak. A super, super freak. freak. And we'll get onto that fucking shit show <laughs> um, as we go in. But you know what, folks? We're back again. And someone is celebrating his birthday as of yesterday. So a big shout out to him. I've known this guy since he was he was knee high to a grasshopper. I remember him when they were changing his potty pads. Of course, he wasn't potty trained until he was seven. But you know, new time bows in our shoes. Of course, yours are yours are always tied together. But it doesn't matter, Mrs. Denton. You know, man, come down making them sandwiches, throwing that bologna. You know, like one piece of bologna. But it doesn't matter because I was hungry. You know, but Roddy, terrible Roddy Piper promo aside. Tonight, we have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And do you know what? We're all out of bubblegum. So this is going to be a good show. Um, it's going to be a good show. Segment three, Anthony, don't we? So let's give a rundown of the show. Let's give a rundown, Carl. So as always, we are going to cover the ringside report. We're going to talk all the latest news and rumors that's happening in the world of wrestling today and every other day previously. We are going to be covering this week in wrestling in which we're going to talk about the big four shows, or certainly the big four to us, uh, being AEW's Dynamite along with NXT, SmackDown, and Raw, and our unique segments of the week, which we're going to put last this week because we know what we're like. We are going to introduce a segment we've been toying with for a while, and it's a little bit experimental still at this point. Um, we've named it Whiskey and Wrestling, and it's literally, essentially, A to the K on script. We're going to, we have a few jumping off points, don't get me wrong, but we're going to just have a couple of drinks and talk about wrestling and whatever else comes to our mind i suppose really so we're going to see how an off-the-cuff unscripted format will go um so join us for that little experiment but before we get into it all carl before we get into it all should we talk the ringside report and it's your turn to do the run-through of the headline okay let's see how difficult you've made it this so coming up on the ringside report mia yim trademark on mia yim (laughs) Why every time? That is the headline, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, all that and more coming up next. No, so we have Mia Yim, trademark on Mia Yim. Raw Underground, no more. WWE Spy at AEW. John Cena gets married? What? And it's not to Nikki Bella. Benjamin Carter has chosen WWE. Interesting. Mm. WWE have been denied several trademarks due to a lack of consent. It's not not stopped. uh, (laughs) Um, So... Kerr Hawkins to AEW. Retribution heading to a Bray Wyatt feud? We hope not. Shane Helms confirms his WWE status. Sonya Deville stalk a case update. And lastly, Marty Jannetty kills a guy. All this and more <laughs> coming up right now. <laughs> I love it. So the first one, Carl. Um, and this it's led to something I didn't really realize, right? So WWE like to trademark a lot of things, mm-hmm. as we all know. And what the popular thing to do is to, to give a wrestler a name or use a fake name for said wrestler and trademark said fake name. But what I didn't realize, and this is where it becomes interesting, is Mia Yim has used that name before WWE, right? And because of that, WWE, when they trademarked her name 
the name Mia Yim, which obviously isn't a real name, uh, had to get consent from Mia. Now, WWE's trademark was due to run out. Uh, let me see if I've got the date on there. Uh, well, they, they were sent a, le- a letter by the, um, the, the US ETO um, on the 11th of June about the lack of consent and how essentially come December they will withdraw the, the trademark if that consent isn't gained. Um, and the, the first uh, news uh, headline, I suppose, is the fact that it looks as though as of the 8th of October, Mia Yim is filing for the trademark on her own name rather mm. than providing the consent to WWE. So firstly, the bit of interest for me is the fact that they, if it's a name that WWE haven't wholly created, it would seem anyway, um, that the consent has to be gained from that wrestler. Uh, and normally WWE can strong arm them into that. But I think I understand the approach in this sense because Mia Yim is now going by the name Reckoning because <laughs> fuck, why not? Um, so it looks as though that that trademark is going to run out for WWE and Mia Yim's going to pick it up and just sort of keep it there if she ever needs it, which is an interesting approach. And I've got to wonder whether WWE are going to be happy with, with that that decision. And in actual fact, she's not the only one doing it, but we'll talk about that a little bit further in the news. But uh, yeah, what do you make of this interesting one? I mean, the fact that she's had it before WWE, you know, does, does kind of lead to think they don't own that. But, you know, WWE do like to, you know, own people's real names as well. Mm. So, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can never really guess, can you? You never really <laughs> understand their side of the story. But, um, you well, know, fair play Apparently, to though, this, this is some of the thing of, like, this is where the consent elements come in because um, she, she can prove that she had and used that name predating WWE. Uh, part of her trademark, actually, she's able to provide screenshots and, and other evidence of her work, which was, I believe, uh, going back to 2009, which was obviously outside of WWE at that point for her. So she can provide plenty of proof that she has gone by that name and that is her sort of intellectual prophecy, I suppose. Um, but I, I guess that's why the consent's needed because she's come along and gone, like WWE are gone, we're going to offer you this nice big fat contract. Uh, but part of that is you need to sign that name over to us. You need to consent to that, us taking that trademark on. Um, which from a business point of view is, is useful. But when we know that like at the end of the day, that name's never going to be used for anyone else. They're only taking it away from that person. So that if basically they're saying, if you ever leave, we want to be able to fuck you over as much as we can. So can we have your name? And for some reason, when you're offered contracts that are worth hundreds of thousands, you go, yeah, okay. I mean, this is, this is true typically. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, genuinely WWE, you can have my name if you want it. Yeah, I mean, write me a big fat check. I'll I'll sign the consent. I don't care. <laughs> pay pay me like you know a tenner, and you can have my name. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm... we'll happily put a little WWE logo at the bottom over here. Hang on, yeah, uh, out there if you yeah. want. Just just over this guy's face. Um, <laughs> the whole, the whole Carl practicing his pointing. <laughs> there you go. See, I'm trying something new, guys, because you know, you know, in Zoom normally I'm just looking at Anthony's beautiful face. And now I'm trying to see this side by side thing, how it works, trying to get used to me pointing. Um, so, and know, I, notoriously, if anyone listens to it regularly, you'll know, or watches it regularly, sorry, you'll know I, I keep getting it wrong because the camera's the other way around. Anyway, slight tangents aside. Um, it's like an episode of Saturday Night Fever <laughs> up in this bitch. I tell you. <laughs> Just wherever the fuck he wants to go. So, very slight tangent aside there, Carl. The. Um, the likelihood is that Mia Yim is going to end up owning the, the, the trademark to her own name, which is nice, isn't it? It's always nice when you can own your own name. Well, it is nice. It wouldn't surprise me if that was one of the contributing factors to why she's now called Reckoning or whatever the fuck she's called. But um, Yeah, I think, yeah. Reckoning. I mean, <laughs> um, I don't care how many alleys you throw at the situation. There's some <laughs> stupid ass names. 
What if you throw some Mustafas in as well? Oh, yeah, maybe because, a Mustafa. You know, and there's the funny thing, like, it tells you how much of a draw Mustafa Ali is compared to the others when, so far, they haven't made him change his name. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course not. Um, but speaking of silly, uh, stupid gimmicks on Raw um, over the past uh, few weeks and months, um, Raw Underground is potentially cancelled, Anthony. You know, that amazing incredible concept that Shane McMahon introduced way back when of shoot style fights inside the raw underground basement of the fucking performance center, I imagine, um, <laughs> that we're all meant to get behind, uh, where there was a full on ring, just no ropes. And that apparently makes it, you know, gritty. Um, yeah. That's the gritty bit. Yeah. Cage matches without a cage. I like it. Um, so <laughs> that, that was, that was obviously the concept which they've been doing uh, for a few weeks now. And um, I guess the last like two weeks or so, we haven't really seen it on Monday night raw. Um, and initially it was due to kind of concerns over COVID and mixing, you know, the audience from um, Raw Underground with the other talents and stuff who, who all get together. But apparently um, our, our buddy Dave Meltzer, you know, is true to the source and he knows his stuff. He's, he's provided um, accurate information before. <laughs> yes. It's never, never been wrong. He writes things actually on the not about and if it's on like the internet, it, Bobby Roode's. I think you know that was true. him. Might have been Cornet. <laughs> I mean, fuck yeah. Who cares? Fuck Meltzer. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid, Dave. I kid, Dave. You like you? Um, yeah, you are full of shit. Um, but in this instance, um, yeah, I don't know. He has now noted that due to the recent WWE draft um, that took place over the last couple of weeks, um, they they believe internally that the Raw Underground segments wouldn't quite fit as easily um, into the new show. Um, which... The new show? What the fuck is <laughs> did they Why fit the in the first like place? Changed? I know, like, not only did, you know, like, the first question, did they fit in the first place? Did they shit? Like, the new question is, okay, you've, you've drafted about six new people over to Raw because you're fucking bombing SmackDown, so is it really that much of a fucking This is what makes me, I was like, you've got six new, you've moved more people over the, over the last year, non-draft for no reason than you've actually drafted. And then all you ever did with Raw Underground was randomly cut to Shane outside the door anyway. Yeah, How exactly. difficult then, is it to work that into the new show? Just admit and like, shit and move on. Realistically, the whole show within the Underground setting was just Shane going, oh, 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 my God. Oh, oh. Rumour has it, that he actually it. filmed all them in one sitting <laughs> and then went home. That would not surprise me at all. <laughs> it superimposed him just going, oh, 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 he's dancing. <laughs> oh, he's dancing. <laughs> See, guys, this is why you have to watch on YouTube as well. Like, we love the fact that, you you know, you tune in on, you know, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. That mystery one Anchor. that we just don't know what it is because Anchor likes other. to report it as other. Yeah, yeah, other. It, it, other is my favorite podcast platform. You know, guys, if, if you also are listening on other, then, yeah, you rock. Um... But yeah, so, you know, just little touches like that, getting to see me do the Shane and Mac dance, you know, that's what you're missing out on, is all I'm saying. It is, it's but, true, you know, it is. We don't hold grudges, as long as you're listening, as long as you're enjoying, that's all we care about. Oh, but, it's true. Fortunately, <laughs> or fortunately, shall we say, Raw Underground, yeah, no one was listening, no one was watching, no one was enjoying, so now they're fucking off. So, you know what, you know what bugs me more about this? <clears throat> the culmination of Raw Underground, the whole purpose of it now, looks as though it was just a mechanism to make Braun Strowman look strong well initially I was he like, well, beat Dabakato up so much <laughs> he slammed him so hard the whole of raw underground shut down yeah well like, i mean yeah <laughs> basically <the hell? laughs> he buried like, an me, entire t- like division don't know what you want I to call thought, 
like I thought initially it was like a vehicle to get Dabakato over and I was like okay <laughs> nope <laughs> and then you know that got squashed literally um and then I was like okay so is is the true outcome of Raw Underground used as a vehicle to split up Peyton Royce and Billy Kay and if so <laughs> even that even that didn't work so who the it's fuck knows unsuccessfully done a lot of things Raw Underground like it does like I just I don't I don't get like if there had been some sort of aim story wise and it didn't work out I I'd be okay with it but like literally the like the they built Dabakato up over a few weeks to be fair as uh, it did it didn't really do a lot he just kind of stood there but whatever um and I genuinely if he'd have got the win over Braun that would have been a real big factor for him going into the to the main roster as it were but no NXT are on equal footing they're not gonna be part of the draft and and we don't care about them but they're on equal footing um but yeah he was gonna go to the main roster and he was gonna be a star and it's like actually now nah, we're just gonna feed him to Braun because we want Braun to be a big stars. thing sorry come. you know this I said Anthony dude we can't push new stars you know this they can't make, <laughs> they don't know how to do but the thing is Braun is kind of a new star and even that is like okay Braun 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 the book and you're strong like from on on paper Right, the brawn identity. Sorry, <laughs> nice. Uh, that's a shit waiting to happen, surely. <laughs> um, but the booking them strong, the booking them in a lot of strong positions in on paper, and going, well, look, mm. you're in main events, you've held the top title of the company, you've done all sorts, but they really don't know what they want to do with him. Like they sent him over to Raw because he was upset, you know, and then he had a few weeks on Raw beating people up, and then now he's back on SmackDown this week, and it's like. The, like you just want him to carry on looking strong, but you genuinely don't know what you want to do with the man, do you? They don't. They really well, don't. What's the point? He's kind. He's kind of like moved away from this like monster gimmick as well to just this guy who like hunts and wears camo pants. That's like his gimmick now. But, I, to be honest, he just looks like like he wants to be a Hardy boy the way he's dressed. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, um, of the Hardys, not not well. that not that detective novel series that they have. I mean, now, like, that is a gimmick I can get behind. Unsolved <laughs> <laughs> um, case. Oh. Yeah, great. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it doesn't. It looks like he's dressing like in like early two thousands era Matt Hardy. Yeah, he might as well be doing that. <laughs> but uh, and I would, I would genuinely pay to see that. But it's it's another case of like, how do you have seven hours worth of TV a week, and that is just the the three shows that are broadcast. You there's loads of network television as well. How do you have WWE Network? I mean, um, how do you have seven hours worth of TV and not actually have enough time to build any decent story up for Braun? Do you know what I just realised? It's even worse than that because if you still believe in 205 Live, it's even, it's worse. <laughs> like that, that's, that, that still exists. <laughs> and I know it's not one that we cover because, you know, hours, we days, don't, I, it, To be but, honest, sadly, it's like covering main events. Not going to yeah. happen. It's just, it, yeah, it's <laughs> not going to happen. It would be um, like talking about <laughs> Sunday Night Heat, whatever they called it back in the day. That was it. The point, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? No, we're not going to do this now. We'll talk about this later. Let's we have a segment on. for this. <laughs> put put it on the like. <laughs> So, is there a potential spies um, at AEW, Anthony? Can you tell us more? Well, it's interesting you ask, Carl. <laughs> now, <laughs> do you recall the name Tino Sabatelli? I do. NXT standout. NXT standout Tino Sabatelli. Now, a lot of people might recall that he was actually released among many releases that WWE liked to do a few months back. And surprisingly, showed up pretty quickly on All Elite Wrestling. Uh, I believe done a couple of dark matches. I'll be honest, never saw him on there myself, but I knew he was there. He was around, he was, you know, mixing with the people backstage. And um, whilst 
it was never explicitly said. There was a, a time period when stuff was getting spoiled on Reddit about AEW, like such as Eric Bischoff featuring on, on a particular episode and so on. Um, still a bit feeling about that, to be honest. Yeah. That would have been a lot better. <laughs> and a lot of um, a lot of speculation come about who who's the spy in the midst. And Jericho made it very clear that they'd identified the spy and that they were a WWE reject. And essentially that uh, I'm paraphrasing Jericho because I don't know exactly what he said, but that they were no they know who it is and they've dealt with it and they're no longer welcome at AEW. Uh, and it was largely believed by the likes of us that um, Tino Sabatelli was the man, was the one who was the spy. Um, putting the dots together, he was formerly NXT not too long ago. He was involved with AEW. And then suddenly wasn't. So it was, seemed fairly obvious that he was the spy. And then what's happened with, with Tino now in a, in a bid to, to squash those rumors that he is a, a no good show spoiling scoundrel. He's signed back with WWE. So there you go. They've actually re-signed him, re-signed him at a time when they need to make serious cuts and furlough people, which I'll, I'll get onto. Um, that, so they've now re-signed Tino Sabatelli. So it almost makes it abundantly clear that he was the spy and almost makes it abundantly clear that despite WWE's suggestion that they're not interested in AEW and don't look at AEW and they're not competing with AEW, clearly are keeping an eye on the product more so than just watching the fucking show. So, um, yeah, what'd you make of that one, Cal? We found the spy. We did find the spy. Um, <coughs> I think, you know, the, the fact that they've like resigned them and stuff <laughs> like so quickly, I guess afterwards is them kind of being like, Thanks for that. <laughs> you can come back. You're good people. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how he got signed again. Like, maybe. He genuinely did release him. And he's like, well, I've just ruined like th- a few weeks worth of show for them. Can I come back? Exactly. I mean, I would not put it past them, to be fair. But um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I think the point you raised around, you know, obviously in, in wake of all the cuts of a number of like top level executives and, you know, higher ups in the business like Gerald Briscoe and and the like, you know, that we covered the last kind of couple of weeks to, you know, be bringing more people in and stuff at this, at this point in time is interesting. Um, And like, no offense to, um, you know, Tino, uh, but he wasn't the main, (laughs) like, you know, I I, I really like his story on on breaking ground and stuff, but at the same time, he's not, I can't see him kind of getting super over there. So it's, it's definitely an interesting one. I think you made a fair point when you said he was a standout at the time. You know, that that's a fair comment. But like you say, doesn't necessarily mean he was going to be a big, big star with WWE just because of that. Yeah. Or AEW for that matter. But AEW, obviously, <clears throat> and it's something we're really impressed with them for. They they will give talent a chance. And I, I like that. They give independent talent a chance, which is awesome. Um. So, yeah. So, it turns out he's a bit of a knob anyway. <laughs> that's right, Tino. You heard. <laughs> You heard, lad. Um, I mean, you, so, feel free, Tino, to come onto the podcast and dispute the fact that you're not a spy. Exactly. Feel free. By all means. All means. <laughs> Please? Um, no. Um, so, Anthony, speaking of hearing things, if I was to say, ding, 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 what would you think? Hang on, sorry. What I think, think my phone's ringing. <laughs> what, what would I what, think that was? What would you think? I think your time is up. Yeah. The time is now. For John Cena to get married. They were, they were his wedding bells, I imagine. Um, but yeah, so we have found out that John Cena um, is now married. He's posed uh, yeah, with I mean, his new wife. There's the thing though, like, this is the, the saying he got married, but I've not seen any proof yet. I've not seen any photographs. <laughs> I've seen his wife kissing the air for some reason. Exactly. And like his wife holding this like this. Yeah, like. It's a little weird, but. Yeah, weird. I, I can't see him. Um, so how how do we know he did? <laughs> well, by all Sorry. accounts, Anthony, his Shit time actually going. was now. Much to the uh, you know probably 
the the stain of uh, Nikki Bella. Um, but you know, let let's not go into that. Um, so he is he is now a married man apparently. So mm. his wife, whose name I will not attempt to say, Shay Shay S. Shay. Shall we say? Um, is um, <laughs> so she Shay Cena. Been, yeah, yeah. Shay Cena has now been caught uh, posing with John. Um, apparently, not that anyone could see him with their <laughs> marriage license outside the Hillsborough County Courthouse. Um, so apparently they got married uh, on October 12th in Tampa, Florida. So, yeah, you know, if that is the case and everything, you know, is to believe, then massive congrats to Cena. You know, apparently these guys have only been together since late 2019. So, mm. so might a say well-wind romance. Yes, potentially. Um, in fact, no, I, I, I tell a lie. It's February 2019, so ignore me. That's totally That's different. Pretty much a lie. This is a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is more of a, of a breeze. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> So, yeah, fair play. Uh, obviously, congratulations to the pair of them. Um, you know, seeing this obviously been taken. And let's raise a glass. Let us, let us raise a glass. So, Jonathan and Shay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, guys. Yay. Not like I need an excuse to have a drink, but there you go. Muzzle tov. Um so yeah, that that is that is all I had really. Congrats to John Cena, he's married. Congrats to John. So, so Carl, here's a random one. Yeah. <clears throat> Apparently, the news has now broke that Benjamin Carter is signed with WWE. We speculated mm. on this last week that he was a, a hot free agent. Didn't mean it to sound like a he's hot. Uh, hot free agent. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Hot to start on the end. I don't know. Right. He's a free agent, agent. and uh, everybody wants a piece of Ben, right? And um, there was speculation from our side as to whether it was going to be WWE or whether it was going to be AEW, with cases for both, obviously, with him being trained by Seth Rollins and the like. Um, But he's obviously had a couple of matches on AEW. So in a strange way of of this being confirmed, and you can probably still say there's some speculation around it, um, Miro is the one who's broke the news on his Twitch channel. Um, by referring to the fact that he had gone to the dark side, so um, this is this is what it's uh, sort of come to. According to, um, I think Meltzer is sort of on the back of that gone. Yeah, he's made the decision to sign with WWE. You know, on the back of having some um, secondhand information from Miro, it's a definite thing with Meltzer now. So uh, there you go. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, he was trained by by Seth Rollins. Um, I'll he'll probably get a bigger paycheck from WWE just so that they could, they could make a point of, of getting him because he is one of the more desirable free agents at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it seems we've lost him to, to WWE. So um, sign over your name, Ben. You've bid the company now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what is he, Ben Carter? Is that the name? So I imagine there was some sort of angle with, you know, EC3 and Dixie Carter at some point that comes into prevalence. He's just another Carter, and he? Uh, be... He's... Um, BC I think he's, he's <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. And he's going to be joining Retribution. Oh, yeah. Why not? He'll be uh, it, it lends itself perfectly to the angle. He's like, I'm going to bring WWE out from the inside because I hate Israeli. So I've joined WWE to ruin WWE. I'm going to join the, you know, that kind of stuff. Exactly. And then I'm going to be included in the draft because that's exactly what they're going to do with a group of people. You know, I'm digressing again. Sorry. Um, yeah. Ben is Carter. That, is, that a, is that Ben Carter? No, no. It's Ice Pick. Yeah, he's, a, he's the latest <laughs> member of Retribution. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, yeah, interesting choice, I would say, by Ben Carter. Indeed. But, you know, fair play to him. If he, it's one of that, like, it, it must be an agonizing choice because you've got to decide between paycheck or freedom, haven't you? Yeah. That, I that's think, the bottom line of it. 
you know what? I mean, at the same time as well, I, I, I can see him showing up in NXT UK. He's obviously from Jersey. He's local. You know, everything going on in the world today. Maybe yeah. he's just signed up to we and go there. Um, he's not, he's um, like, doesn't use his social media all too much, though. That's the only thing. I know, right? I messaged the guy. and was like, <laughs> you know, fucking answer me. Uh, but he didn't, but, you know. It's all good, Ben. Ben, Ben. Yeah, your boys, man. Nice pick. Yeah, woohoo. Um, so, yeah. Terrible choice, you prick. You're going to regret this. And... <laughs> No, joking. Um, you know, fair play to him. Um, all the best. And, um, uh, we, as we know, typically with WWE, um, they like to remove people's last names. You know, we had uh, Antonio Cesaro, I believe, originally. Now just Cesaro. Um, so I'm thinking, Ben, that's what you, you're going to be. Maybe with a three instead of an E, but you're going to be Ben. That's that's your WWE name. Wait, right there. wait, what's this? He is the... Yeah, okay. He's now called Ben 10. He's the 10th Ben, <laughs> but it's Ben 10. Nice. I see no, I see no trademark or copyright issues with this. Ah, no, um, no oh, damn it! We need to get consent again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking, Anthony, of trademarks and consent, and see what I did. Nice. Come seamless. on, that was seamless. Come on, so impressive. Um, so you mentioned at the top of the show um, around me and her challenges with you know getting sign off on her, on her own wrestling. Yes. Um, well, there's been a few more challenges, as you kind of alluded to, that WWE is facing now with filing for certain trademarks. And a couple of those on the list happen to be the likes of Drew Gulak, Pete Dunne, Tony Nice, and the still unknown, unless you know any more than me, Justice. Who the fuck are Justice? We spoke about these guys a month or two ago. We did. Like they, didn't yet? they trademark that, that a while? Or try to trademark yeah. that a while back, but like, now they're having to get consent? Exactly. Consent from who? <laughs> you tell us so that so we can tell them to give you consent because apparently they don't even fucking know. Um, oh, man. So, again, on the whole kind of consent, you know, route, I guess it is... Oh, God, how American was I? On the whole consent route. 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 It's not route, a route. Damn it. It's a router, <laughs> damn it. Um, <laughs> I just had a proper um, Bobby the Brain Heenan flashback then. It's, uh, it's not a skirt, it's a kilt. Again, sticking with Roddy Piper. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I think it's interesting that the names mentioned. Obviously, uh, Drew Gulak had that kind of Willy Wonty resign kind of thing a while ago. He was a free yeah. agent, but he did resign, and yet still hasn't consented to them trademarking his name. So yeah, I mean, he's got him by the Gulak, isn't he? Is that his name in real life? Is it? A, I'm I, curious I on like because I know Pete Dunne is a good example because I know Pete Dunne was Pete Dunne before Pete mm. Dunne was WWE. Yeah. So. That one straight away seems like a similar situation to the Mia Yim thing. So maybe Gulak, because um, it wasn't in Ring of Honor and that for a while, maybe he was Drew Gulak then as well. Maybe it is his real name. Who knows? It is, apparently, according to Wikipedia. There you go. See, and Wikipedia, you know, you, is total fact-based okay. website, so we're going to stick with yeah, that. 100%. Um, but no, hang on, I've just checked again. His name is actually Cunt. Um, win. <laughs> Last edit, Anthony. But yeah, so... It's chances are they're like the other one as well. Like Justice, who's that? It sounds like a, ret- a fucking retribution member, doesn't it? It was probably what the <laughs> fucking what um what's a face was going to be called before the Martinez. Yeah, it was probably a. Oh, it's going to be Ali. <laughs> Imagine that. Here for one thing, <laughs> Justice. <laughs> like oh shit, I forgot my glove again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so WWE are having trouble gaining consent from people. Mm. Should always mm. get consent, WWE. Come on. You should. You're not learn from laws. Anyway, um, next question. <laughs> <laughs> Swerve. Um, right, it's me, isn't it? I'm the next one. This isn't. Um, this will be a nice, quick one, Carl. So we all remember Kurt Hawkins. 
or as he likes to call himself now. What's he like to call himself now? Brian Myers. Am I saying that right? Brian Myers. Wrestling figure dude. Wrestling figure dude. Anyway, so they were doing a bit of a um, a Q and A, and there there was some alluding back to, um, and I didn't know this, but uh, Hawkins and not Hawkins Myers and Archer were a tag team at one point back in the day. Oh, shit, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the old ECW. So um, they obviously made some reference to... Um, I, I believe it actually came out through a tweet. Um, and Archer was saying, essentially, in, in wrestling, you never say never, suggesting that maybe they could be a tag team at some point in the future. And um, this led Brian Myers to actually participate and tweet, at Tony Khan, knows where to find me. So purely Ooh. speculative piece, but it seems he is definitely open to working with AEW. Um, there's a bit of banter back and forth but with Archer, and he's obviously quite happy to tag Tony Khan in. So could we see Brian Myers rock up on AEW? And could we see a reunion of that tag team I did not know existed until today? Maybe. And I'm sure the fans, who all did not know anything either, will be clamouring for that. To Definitely. Be, you know, like, re- <laughs> presumably this was before he was the murder hawk monster. Yeah, this was when he was the tag team wrestler. Um, didn't have quite quite the same ring to it. Um, yeah, but, no. yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I I can't see this happening. To be honest, I don't think Lance is ever going to go back to tag team. Um, I don't think that I, he might. You might see Brian Myers in AEW at some point, but yeah, I think mm. Lance is is too much on the the singles route. I mean, he's how... for some sort of title. Um, whether he actually is the next one to take the uh, the big title, or whether he goes to TNT at some point. Uh, there's no way he's going to go to tag team action. I mean, they've got a wealth of tag teams in AEW, so it'd be a kind of a daft move anyway. How funny would it be after everything that's happened for them not to pick Ryder and to pick fucking Brian Myers? All right. You know, check your bingo cards, 2020 guys. If that if this happens, then yeah, wow. It's a shame. Um, their tag team never had a name, did it? Ryder and Hawkins. It was just Ryder and Hawkins. Well, like, weren't they called the Major Brothers? Were they? I always, I, I always, like, when, whenever I saw them on the on the main roster, because you never saw them much, they just kept getting called Ryder and Hawkins, from what I gather. Oh, what major brothers, see, major I know brothers. some things sometimes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not that they would, but you know, they could rock up as the minor brothers. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> we was the major leagues. We're in AW now. That's the minor leagues, and so we're the minor brothers. And then Tony Khan just losing his shit, and Cody coming out. Just like, <laughs> Great. I'm trying to think of what other ways they could reference to that tag team name. Like they could be like the Elite Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is is that. There's not a lot to it, but this little back and forth on Twitter would suggest there may be some possibility of seeing the infamous is he infamous? Probably. Um Brian Myers on AEW. Well, Anthony, speaking of the Twitter. The Twitter. So our favorite tweeter, um, T Bar. I'm pretty sure by this point the T stands for Twitter. Um, he's <laughs> gone back to social media again and he's kicking off. Oh, it's the, the only place he's over because he's it fucking is. shit on TV. Exactly, exactly, right? Um, but he's been going on to the tweets and the twits and he's, you know, he's fuming. He's saying, no, WWE superstar is safe. You're all dead. To which... <laughs> Unless you're on SmackDown because you've been drafted now, Retribution. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Um, because, you know, your company guys now. Um yeah, to which, after a bit of coercion, apparently, from a few uh, fans who, who tagged him in this, Bray Wyatt has come back and said, I'm already dead. So, I mean, a couple <laughs> of points. A couple of points here. Like, I don't think even in Bray's character, he's dead. But, okay. To be honest, that sounded rather emo, to be honest. 
yeah, I'm already dead, guys. <laughs> Emotionally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kids, don't. I feel like I have to say, like, every show now, don't fucking do it. Stupid. Seek yes. help. I feel like we need to put some numbers, like, maybe call. Numbers. But don't. It's fine. It's going to be okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, Bray Wyatt replied, I'm already dead. To which T-Bar replied to The Fiend um, with a photo of Alexa Bliss and the question, is she? Like, oh, you know that gif with the, the guy and it's like, it's this little looping gif and it's like, oh, and it goes around. It's like, that, that is the appropriate response to this. Um, which, but then, it doesn't stop there. Um, Alexa Bliss then answered the question for Bray. She wrote, dare to find out, let him in. I'm like, this is fucking actually pretty good, to be fair. Why, oh, yeah. why, why does it happen on the show? Like, why, why is all the best because- things things that happen organically are not liked by WWE. Unless Vince has got total and utter control, he is not happy with these things. So, he'll not be... I, I, don't, I, I genuinely, if anything could elevate Retribution to something reputable, um, it would be the inclusion of Ali and a feud with The Fiend. Mm. Unless they go full John Cena with it and The Fiend just ruins all of Retribution in one fucking pay-per-view. Do you think, that, do you think that's their final form? Retribution becomes <laughs> reputation? Like, once they finally become reputable, like, that's it. I think at some point in the next 10 years, and I'll call it 10 years because I think WWE are probably going to string it out that long. We're going to have corporate T bar. Oh, okay. Okay. I uh, like it. And he's going to become a company man yeah. because cause Retribution wouldn't do that. That's so <laughs> out of character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's how it's horrible. It's just stupid. It's so fun. It is very stupid. But I mean, at the same time, like Retribution are not over. They are painful to watch. Um, they are. But, but they're fun to watch on Twitter. What the hell? Well, exactly. Like, you know, that, that whole little exchange that happened there and like Bray and Alexa getting on it together and stuff like that was uh, is, is great. It's great to see. So will we you see it on the show? This, this fair no. that adds, like this fair that adds the whole geek thing we've been saying for a long time. They're really great with technology. They can mess with all the video editing. They can mess with all the pyrotechnics and all that. The um, are now apparently keyboard warriors because they don't say much within the ring, but you give them a fucking keyboard and they're all mouth. Like it just further adds to this whole group of nerds thing that we've been saying since day four. Yeah. Unreal. Anyway, speaking of nerd, no, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I can't do that. Actually, Shane Helms is ace. So the next one is about Shane Helms, who has confirmed he um he had. I didn't realize he was still working for WWE to be honest when the releases came about. But um, obviously, in some sort of backstage capacity, um, he was working for WWE. Now, um, he was on the Wrestling Inc.'s podcast, because um, apparently he does um, participate in people's podcasts, as it turns out. <laughs> as it turns out, Shane. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm joking, by the way. I'm not really. Anyway, so he spoke to some, some fucking loser on some other show about um, his current status with WWE. Um, and it turns out he was, at the time, furloughed due to the whole COVID situation, um, and has confirmed essentially on this podcast that he is still on furlough. So he's he's not technically done with WWE just yet. Nothing status-wise has changed. He is not working for them at the moment, but uh, the contract is still there and the possibility of return is still there when, when the situation betters itself, I suppose. So, um, I mean, what do you make of this, Carl? Because, you know, we I always remember him as, as the Hurricane. I remember him as an on-screen star. I don't know how much he was doing in a backstage sense, but obviously everything's a lot more condensed at this point. So it makes sense that they're not, they're leaving a lot of those people on furlough. Do you think this I is mean, the right choice? For me, I'm baffled that he's still with WWE. <laughs> like, if you think about it, he's got Matt Hardy, he's got, you know, a lot of the guys from WCW and stuff who supported him back in the day. 
over now in AEW. So um, when I heard of the furlough stuff, I thought it was just a matter of time before we saw him in AEW as a as a road agent or you know you know someone behind the scenes helping out in you know putting the matches together and stuff. But yeah, um, you know, surprising. Like you know, he's definitely not a talent that you want to let go because he is. You know, he has done some great stuff. Like people, people think of uh, Shane Helms or Gregory Helms, the Hurricane, whatever you know fucking thing you want to know him as like you think of him as like this like comedy character who was, was cruiserweight and wasn't really that big in the business but he like if you think like think back to i think it was like 2002 times something like that the rock went out of his way and said this guy is going to be a star i want to work with the hurricane and the stuff they did together in that program was fucking phenomenal and um you know he's he's definitely one of the one of the good guys in the business and one of the better you know, workers in the business and stuff as well. So I think, you know, WWE have definitely got their hands on someone who is very knowledgeable, very good mm-hmm. in the business, and they would be fools to let him go. So, you know, oh, it's crazy yeah. that he's on furlough at the minute. And if they don't renew him, then absolutely he will be gobbled up by AEW because why would you not want him? You know, he's obviously, you know, best mates with, obviously, Matt and Jeff, so you can kind of see why he's still with WWE. Um, you know, I feel like eventually, you know, he could quite easily move down to AW if they want him. So, <clears throat> yeah, interesting one. Mm. Certainly is. So, um, yeah, I mean, see them be believing. Hopefully, like you say, it would make absolute sense to keep him. Like he is a definite attribute to the business. Um, but WWE have made some shocking choices in the past, so you just don't know. I mean, ultimately, they let Mike Rotunda go. Yeah. So you oh, you God. wonder sometimes what their mentality is. But I sincerely hope it like. From from a, his point of view, if he wants to still work for WWE, then I sincerely hope that it does carry on that way. Um, like from our point of view, it'd be such a boom to get him in somewhere like AEW. So like it's a win win for us in a lot of senses. But um, yeah, yeah, just we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We will. We will. And so, unless there's any more after this, I'm not too sure. I have another one. I have another one. You have another one. Okay, so. Thankfully, this is not the last one because obviously we would, would not like to leave it on a. No, sour it's a bit of a sour note to end on. To be fair, stuff. But obviously, um, just a, a bit of an update really on the whole um, Sonia Deville stalker case. Um, so, apparently, by all accounts, um, when he was when he was booked and arrested, um, Philip Thomas, who was the the stalker of Sonia Deville, um, actually supplied Sonia Deville's home address as his address. Um, obviously we know, you know, he's been kind of charged now with aggravated stalking, armed burglary, armed kidnapping. Um, I think some intent was in there as well, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a few pieces of intent, mm. um, based on the fucking contents of, of what he had in his bag and stuff like that. Yeah. But all in all, terrible, hor- horrible human being. Um, but we've it's now been kind of, you know, we've learned now that um, he's had his mail been going to Deville's home, so he's used it in a few different places and you know obviously when he got um, charged as well so um, he's used Sonny Deville's home address as his address on a lot of mail now Um, so just I don't know just to yeah you wonder what's going on in the mind of that man such a strange stance to take such a strange thing to do like based on everything we know about the whole incident and stuff like this was well researched he was you know constantly messaging her constantly trying to get get her attention He'd, he'd stalked her, he'd, he knew where she lived, he knew the best night to do it, he knew that, you know, Mandy Rose would be there, and he knew that he was going to, you know, potentially harm her in front of Sonia and stuff. And so then, after all this happening, to know that he's taken the steps ahead of that to have 
different pieces of mail folded to a house and mm. so like if you did get caught that you still be reminded of it like that's the thing like my sympathy goes out to, to Sonia like for the whole situation but even that now like that there's just those reminders sort of cropping up and as much as the police don't want to deal with it you can't stop everything because I imagine he's, he's got mail forwarded from all different places and such Um, it's just that, that constant sort of reminder of how much he tried to invade her life it's just not not good at all no he's a, he's a very very troubled very sick individual and hopefully mm. You know, whatever happens with with him and with the whole case and stuff like that, I just hope Sonia is you know able to get over it. Because I think I've said every every single time we've spoken about this, that like how fucking how disgusting, how horrible must it feel to know that someone was there, they knew about you, and what what he planned to do. Like, never yep. thinking about does it. So that's the know. thing. And the the sad fact is, like for all like there's millions, you know, of of fans out there who are just genuinely lovely people who are, who are huge fans of her um she obviously she's been a big sort of uh speaker pioneer for the lgbt community uh she's got a lot of young girls looking up to her and stuff like that and i just don't want this sort of thing to sour her from sort of making that return because obviously she should be well aware this has come from the fact that she has got that that platform and that fame that's where that sort of but he is just one disturbed individual, unfortunately, in, in millions who just are genuine fans. And hopefully hopefully we get to see her return, um, obviously, when she's ready, but strange. So moving on as best we can, Carl. The last one I've got is um, really just, uh, I suppose, a speculation in a way of a potential match coming for the next WrestleMania. And this okay. includes two returns. Two returns, Carl. Can you believe it? So the first one, yeah, so the first one, is the fact that it is heavily believed that um, Ronda Rousey, who uh, hasn't been seen on WWE television in some time, but is believed to still be under some sort of contract with WWE, is reported to be um, expected to return uh, into the ring. Um, uh, with the idea being that um, this will... I don't know exactly when she'll return, hopefully in a few months coming up to WrestleMania, um, but the idea being that she would then be able to go up against... Becky Lynch, who is expected to return in January-ish, according to Vince. Okay. So we've got both stars coming back and then heading into potentially a feud together. Um, this is sort of fueled by the fact that we've seen um, Ronda on social media posting about the training she's been go- undergoing and so on like that. Um, we know that she's sort of retired from USC, so the likelihood is that the training is for WWE and her return in that sense. Um, and obviously Becky, you know, she was always coming back and um, presumably that is the the sort of the, the notice maybe that she's given Vince as to like, yeah, I'm going to have some time with the baby, obviously. Um, and then we'll be due back January time. Um, and obviously Becky left as such a big draw. Um, Ronda left as a heel, as I recall. So it'd be mm-hmm. interesting to see how they book it going forward. But, um, you know, that that's a straight away. It's a, it's a big draw and a big money match there. You know, you don't even need to do much build for it. That's going to get the eyes on it. No, I think, you know, at the last WrestleMania, well, not the last one, maybe the one before that, um, <clears throat> when it ended up being the triple threat. Oh, yeah, we had the know. triple threat with Charlotte, Becky, and Robert, yeah. yeah. So it was always intended to be, or at least in the fans' eyes, it should have been uh, Ronda and Becky. Like those, mm. like, those were the two that earned it, and it was meant to be that. Sadly, yeah, it was that, that sort of thing of, like, WWE just so big on Charlotte at the time. Yeah. They? And Charlotte just got, like, fucking thrown right in there. So I feel, I feel like this is the match that... You know, the fans were promised those years mm. ago. So I think to your point, though, like, you know, Ronda left as a heel. But if she comes back, I imagine she'll probably be brought back as a face. And then we could end up with, like, you know, Becky coming back as well. And, you know, then the fans may be shitting on Ronda or 
or what, but you know, it could even go face I mean, v face. Well, but... that's the thing. We we do get it, and you know, we do get it where it works. And this is one instance where I think it could work really well. They both come back. They both come back with big personalities and really popular with the crowds. I just have a hell of a match. Mm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so you never know. We could see face face. Um, I think. I mean, there's a lot of speculation at times as to whether Ronda was truly soured by WWE because of how horrible the fans can get. But I think that was just part of her being the heel character she was, being soured with the fans. But, you know, it'd be nice for her to come back on that tone of, like, getting the appreciation and, and, and the fan support. And I think, genuinely, I do think she'd get cheers if she come back now. Yeah, definitely. So there you have it, Carl. That's my last one. Two, two major stars returning. That is exciting, though, to be fair. It, it is, it is. Yeah, I just I, I was doing it as me clickbaity like that. That's the clip <laughs> I use. Two major stars returning. Find out who. Who's it gonna be? <laughs> but, uh, I don't like to do it like that. So it's, it's Ronda and Becky. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that is it for the Ringside Report this week. Mm-hmm. So we will move on shortly to this week in wrestling. We'll be kicking off with Carl doing the Raw report right after this break. 